The Your Mark on the World show is made possible by our sponsors, including ACLA Impact, Seed Equity Ventures, and Clean Energy Advisors. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Our guest today is Lindsay uh, Toff. Trof. 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 Okay. It's been it's been one of those mornings. Lindsay, we are so thrilled to have you on the show. Lindsay is the CEO and founder of Immersed Immersed Games, uh, which is a an educational gaming software company. This is kind of an exciting thing for me. I I uh, I used a little hubris in the, my original uh, headline for this story for Forbes. I called it the. Uh, uh, the this entrepreneur seeks the holy grail of education: video games that teach. And uh, my editor wasn't happy with that and changed it. But I still think that's what you're up to. I still think that uh, that a, a video game that is fun, exciting, engaging, uh, and that will teach kids to learn is, uh, if not the holy grail of education, certainly one of those things to which. Uh, educators have long uh, aspired. So tell us what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, our team was pretty amused by your title as well in the hubris. <laughs> um, we, we enjoyed that. Uh, so yeah, we're making one single video game that students will be able to create a character and basically level up and explore in this alien world set in the future as they're solving different problems and creating and learning through that process. So, I mean, that's that's the quick, simple version. <laughs> that's great. So uh, when did you get started? It's been a little while now. Um, I originally decided I wanted to study educational games, and I went into a PhD program in education and started digging in. But as I did that, I realized that there wasn't anything on the market really taking advantage of what I saw as the full power of video games and what they could really accomplish for learning and decided to start it. And so I was still in PhD classes and started recruiting co-founders in 2000 late 2013, early 2014, we made our first prototype in 2014, just a bunch of students, nights and weekends, you know, one of those, tested it with a bunch of people, did a Kickstarter that year, and so kind of had that slow growth as we talked to tons of parents and kids and tested and uh, learned from that so that we could really um, hit the ground running more of a, in the last year and a half, a lot stronger, and we were able to raise some funding and get started with a full-time team. That's great. Did the funding come directly from Intel, or did it come through that, through... The, the, the program? Yeah, so we've had a couple. I mean, we have some awesome angel investors that really believe what we're doing. And then more recently, as you mentioned, we went through the Intel Education Accelerator. And so we had some through that program as well, which does make us a portfolio company and gives us a lot of awesome resources to work with Intel and the great folks there. Now, I'm not very smart, but my son is working on a PhD program. And I'm wondering how on earth you have time to be working on a doctoral degree at the same time you're running a company. Tell us how you manage that. Well, what you do is you pretend that you're not really doing a lot on the company with your professors, and then everyone in the business, you tell you're not really doing much on the PhD program, which is the truth. So um, <laughs> I uh, I don't even know if I'm a PhD candidate anymore. Um, I haven't talked in a little while. Maybe they'll see this interview and tell me I'm allowed to finish it at some point. I'm not really sure. So uh, I tried to finish it up. I did everything but the dissertation. But it, yeah, I mean, you have to throw yourself in headlong one or the other. So I definitely chose building this. 
Yeah. Well, this is a, an exciting thing. It's a shame that they won't treat this as your dissertation. Uh, maybe you should ask your professor. We, we talked about some designs I could do around this. Um, it's still going to be an extra, you know, two to 300 hours of work for all the process and writing. And, you know, when you're a startup founder, you can't just sleep less because you're already sleeping the minimum amount. So. Yes. Yeah, I totally get that. Totally get that. Well, uh, tell us a little bit more about the game. It seems to me that the history of this started with your playing World of Warcraft. Yes, definitely. Um, so I was a huge World of Warcraft player in Star Wars Galaxies before that and Creatures as a kid and all sorts of fun, really sandbox type games or games where there's a lot of depth and you play them for years. And so that really inspired me. And when I got into my PhD program, as I learned more about that, um, I realized that all the learning theory really mapped back to those games very well. You want this learning environment where, you know, you're rewarded for doing things where you're problem solving, where you're applying the learning in that, where you're learning with other people in a collaborative environment. And every time we would go through these, I kept realizing that's exactly the type of thing I had done in these gameplay elements. And so we really pulled from that for Taito Online. And so it's an online game much in the same mold of games like that, where you have this character and there's quests. And then for kind of the in-game content, normally in a game like World of Warcraft, you would have raids where every week you get together a bunch of people and you go kill the same bosses over and over again, like the kind of big enemies. And so instead we have more sandboxes, which is more aligned with the type of gameplay the younger generation likes, if you think about Minecraft and things like that. So for ecology, they're building their own ecosystem. Our next modules we have planned are heredity and entrepreneurship. So they'll be doing things like breeding cool different creatures or selling their own items that they've crafted in in-game environments and the in-game economy. So kind of blending that normal gameplay that you have in games like this, but just basing it off content that is content that you really need to learn in the real world around different types of next generation science standards or other enrichment content. So are you um, licensing any technology from any other games or have you started with fresh code? We use the Unreal game engine, so that's what a lot of people use to get started on there. So we didn't have to do everything from scratch and a lot of open source tools. But in terms of like the game itself, I mean, that's built from scratch because we wanted to design something that was designed specifically to teach. And so we put ourselves on this alien planet with an environment that was structured in a way that it lends itself really well to learning about you know, different content areas. And it has to be able to link back to Earth and things like that, which a lot of people's content doesn't. And have you had much opportunity to put this game in front of kids? I know you've got 18,000 users, but most of them are adults, I think. So, yeah, what we did first, as I mentioned to you in the interview, was we took a small part of our gameplay, creating ecosystems, and we did that as an, its own game, and that was Tidal Ecology on Steam. And so that ranges from nine-year-olds to retirees playing it. Um, Steam doesn't really believe in collecting and sharing demographics. So we only really know what we have from talking to our users. So we know that's a very wide range, but as a whole, Steam is a lot of adults on there. And so the new game title online has been out for two months now in early access. And so we have our first users in there. We have very active users that are, you know, going and accomplishing all of their quests. And so we've been working with those, you know, and uh, building off their feedback as we keep adding in to the game. So. Well, it's very cool. Very cool. What what did the what have you learned from actually having users on your game that you be, are beginning to incorporate into the design for the broader game? Gosh, there's so much. Um, 
Uh, for the first, a lot of the debate was honestly around the systems that we designed for learning ecology, because, you know, when you simplify it down into a game, it's not exactly like real life. And so uh, there's a lot of really interesting debates and conversations with our users about, you know, how we might tweak that to better represent real life with the game structures, which in itself required a lot of research and, you know, really in-depth learning conversations. Uh, when it comes to Title Online, a lot of it has been around, you know, how can we onboard people more smoothly and get them introduced to the different types of game systems so that that's not a distraction. And so it's really easy to use and that they're focusing on actually accomplishing the tasks and not just trying to figure out how to do the game if they're not, you know, really hardcore gamers that are already used to it. Yeah. Now, the, the module you're selling now is a single player game, but the uh, full game will be one of the massive multiplayer role playing kind of games, right? Uh, yes. Uh, how is that going to change the experience for the kids who are using it? In a lot of ways. I mean, you have a character in that game that represents you, and there's a lot of really interesting studies about kind of that taking on the identity of a scientist and things like that when you play video games. And it's social and online, so people can ask each other for help. Instead of building the eco ecosystem by yourself, your friends can start jumping in and building it with you. And then specifically, that is one of the advantages in terms of the overall design of the game versus what most people are doing for educational games, which is because it's social, we can do a lot of emergent gameplay and really those 21st century tougher skills um, as well. You can collaborate with other people and problem solve with them. I, as I mentioned, entrepreneurship, instead of doing a simulation where you just kind of figure out what the game's looking for, we're actually gonna have students selling to other real life players. <laughs> and so it's this concept in game design called emergent gameplay, which is really, we give you tools and then the players can do crazy awesome things with it that maybe never even occurred to us. And that doesn't really happen a lot in the educational sphere right now. And so that's something we're really excited about being able to take advantage of with these type of systems that we're making for our users. Well, that's awesome. So as you uh, roll forward, what's the, what's the schedule, what's the timeline you've got in mind for launching the full game with the uh, massively multiplayer functionality? Right. Right. So it's available in early access right now on Steam and on our website. So tytotyonline.com if anyone wants to check it out. And But, you know, that means we have really active development. Every week we're putting out a new version of the build with new content and features and very quick turnaround time on that. And so we're going to be building that up, and we plan in probably August to go ahead and leave early access and do the full launch. So we'll be adding some more content and optimizing through then and then have that full launch in August. But obviously from the business side, there's a lot to figure out to test before then around our onboarding funnels and pricing models and everything else. That's very exciting. Uh, when you think about it, what was the, the first kernel of insight where you started thinking, I want to make a game? When you left the world, there ought to be a game, and I'm going to make a game. I mean, it was when I was playing World of Warcraft. I mean, I was playing the game one day and um, turned over or just kind of looked over to my husband who was playing next to me and asked him where to find something in the game. And he just spewed off, you know, the right character to talk to and the right consonant of this entire universe. And I was just like, we know so much information about this game right now. Um, and it's all just been through this process of needing it because I, you know, I wanted to get this piece of gear to get my player and pull that information in. And um, 
that was really that first moment that I got very interested in this. And at first I thought I would study it, but as I mentioned, I didn't see anything really taking advantage of that and making these long-term experiences. So I was crazy enough to decide to do it. <laughs> Interesting. Now you really are going to become, uh, already you're a leader, but you're going to become a role model to millions of kids if this is successful. Uh, who do you look up to as a role model? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of incredible people out there. Um, one person I've been looking at their work um, a lot lately is Mark Zuckerberg. And that may be a cliche as a startup founder. But what I'm very excited about is actually the foundation that he and his wife have done and the incredible work there. Uh, the fact that we have so many people in the startup sphere using their resources so wisely right now, using data, you know, doing pilots and learning from that research and applying it at scale to solve big world problems is just absolutely incredible. No, that's excellent. Now, uh, as you uh, think about um, your situation, you're the perfect person to ask this of, really. Uh, what is your superpower? Okay. Uh, my superpower. I think as you get older, it's interesting how you start discovering different concepts and looking back to your life and how that's really shaped who you are. There's something I read about a little while ago in an article about having a really high threshold for mental exhaustion and how that really separated high performing people. I think it was an academic study and like professors and things like that. And, and that was a moment that just really clicked for me that, you know, when people say their information overload, I never understood what that meant. <laughs> and as you're a startup founder, learning in every aspect of your life every single day, I think having that just super high threshold that you can just keep you know, learning and wanting more information and data all the time um, has been probably my superpower in these first few years of starting the company. That's excellent. That's excellent. I love that. Well, uh, we're thrilled to have had you join us. Thank you very much for taking the time. Before you go, tell us how people can connect with you personally and learn more about the game and the company. Uh, absolutely. So, I mean, the company is Immersed Games. So there's ImmersedGames.com. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, all the same. It's Immersed Games. Personally, my Twitter is Ltrof, T-R-O-P-F. And so I'm pretty active on there. If anyone wants to uh, message me, I'll be sure to respond. If anyone has any more follow-up questions or anything after the interview. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we, again, Lindsay, we thank you for taking the time to be with us today and wish you every success yep. in launching this game. Thank you so much. It was great to talk with you. All righty. Let's do some good. Okay. <laughs> At the intersection of financial services and social media, Gate Global Impact, GGI, uses new market infrastructure to facilitate investments in organizations that deliver a societal, environmental, and or a cause-related benefit in addition to a financial return. Seed Equity Ventures is a registered broker-dealer with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and a member of both FINRA and SIPC providing investment banking services to startups globally. Seed Equity's mission is to find the best and brightest entrepreneurs and connect them with global investors. Clean Energy Advisors creates investment opportunities in the renewable energy sector that provide clients with a predictable income, preservation of capital, and positive impact. Clean Energy Advisors is committed to providing clients with investment opportunities with both market rates of return 
and measurable impact. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.